Our final question for today is uh, from chapter 1, the Revelation of Prayer, 535. Why is there a universal call to prayer? Because through creation, God first calls every being from nothingness. Even after the fall, man continues to be capable of recognizing his creator and retains a desire for the one who has called him into existence. All religions and the whole history of salvation in particular bear witness to this human desire for God. It is God, first of all, however, who ceaselessly draws every person to the mysterious encounter known as prayer. For my personal reflection, today I'll cover questions 535 and 534. In the first part of the Catechism, we reviewed basic teachings of the Catholic faith and the fundamental doctrines of our faith as articulated in the creed. Uh, we also reviewed the history of salvation and how God gradually prepared the people of Israel and gradually revealed himself through the people of Israel, but to all of us, the entire human family, through the chosen people of Israel. We reviewed the incarnation of Christ through the virgin birth and the fulfillment of the promise of the Messiah and how with him we received the full and complete revelation of God. After Jesus' passion, death and resurrection and his ascension into heaven, he sent us the Holy Spirit to be with us until the end of time when he will come again a second time to raise the dead and for the final judgment, so the righteous can enter eternal life with him forever. Then in the second part of the Catechism, we reviewed the sacraments established by Christ through his church. Christ continues to distribute the graces through the sacramental economy of the church. We reviewed the perpetual sacrifice of the Holy Mass and our participation in the sacrifice through the liturgical celebrations each day and all the significance of the liturgical celebration and the graces we receive as a body of Christ from the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. Then in part three, we reviewed the obligations to be able to remain and be partakers in the life of Christ as members of the body of Christ, what would be the moral life that we need to lead. We reviewed the Beatitudes, which Jesus gave during the Sermon on the Mount, as well as the Ten Commandments, which are lived out literally and spiritually in perfection as Christ taught us. And uh, there, the fourth part of the Catechism of the Catholic Church uh, is sometimes all the four parts of the Catechism are referred to by some scholars and teachers as pillars. So the fourth part is on prayer, but I see the fourth part as a house. I see the first three parts as the pillars and prerequisites to be able to fully enter into the house of prayer, the fourth part of the catechism, which is prayer. It is like a house, the house that is within us. And the first three parts are the pillars that support this house. And so the final part of the Catechism of the Catholic Church prayer is where we 
are in communion and in relationship with God and the first three pillars are supportive of that uh, prayer life of the person and the believer. And uh, I'd like to read a few excerpts from the Catechism. First of all, uh, St. Therese of Lisieux says, What is prayer? For me, prayer is a surge of the heart. It is a simple look turned toward heaven. It is a cry of recognition and of love, embracing both trial and joy. So that was St. Therese of Lisieux. Also, we hear St. Augustine is quoted in paragraph 2560 of the Catechism, where St. Augustine says, Prayer is the encounter of God's thirst with us. God thirsts that we may thirst for him. This is what we see in the um, meeting between Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well. We see Jesus asking her for water, but Jesus himself is, gives, is, is the living water. He gives her the Holy Spirit. And further we read in this uh, 5561, prayer is a response of faith to the free promise of salvation and also a response of love to the thirst of the only Son of God. And that's from the Gospel of John. Further we would read in paragraph 2565, the life of prayer is a habit of being in the presence of the thrice holy God and in communion with Him. And in 2566, on the universal call to prayer, we read, Man is in search of God. God calls every being from nothingness into existence. Man remains an image of his Creator, the desire for the one who calls him into existence. All religions bear witness to men's essential search for God. So these are certain quotes that I'm just reading from paragraph 2566. You can read the entire paragraph uh, in the Catechism. And in 2567, there is this quote, God's initiative of love always comes first. Our own first step is always a response. And this reciprocal call is called a covenant drama. And so we are coming back to the prayer as a covenant. We read in 2562, where does prayer come from? And scripture speaks sometimes of the soul or the spirit, but most often of the heart more than a thousand times. According to scripture, it is the heart that prays. If our heart is far from God, the words of prayer are in vain. And in 2563, we read, The heart is the dwelling place where I am, where I live. According to the Semitic and biblical expression, the heart is the place to which I withdraw. The heart is the place of decision deeper than our psychic drives. It is the place of truth where we choose life or death. It is a place of encounter because as image of God we live 
in relation it is the place of covenant and continuing with my reflection and conclusion i would like to reflect on a few things about prayer whoever has the desire to pray can pray because as we just read every person is called to this communion and this uh, prayer life each of us are made as both corporal and spiritual beings we saw that earlier on in the catechism at the very beginning that human beings are made as both physical with physical bodies as well as a spiritual aspect in us and together we form the together we it forms the body and the spirit together forms the human nature in addition to a physical body we have a mind with an intellect a memory and a will to be able to reason and to choose freely the soul is what keeps the body alive when the soul leaves the body the body becomes lifeless um even if the body is 100% functioning and everything is uh, intact but when the soul leaves the body the body starts to become co- to corrupt and it it dies the soul and body together form the human person and the soul is capable of seeing feeling and decision making yes the soul can see with um even though the soul does not have physical eyes as the body has a physical eyes but we know this from the testimony of many hundreds and thousands of people who who have ex- had out of body experiences that when they they were outside their bodies they could actually see their body so we you know as human beings we have a soul and a body and the soul is capable of seeing feeling and of making decisions some people had to decide whether they were going to go back or if they go to heaven so we know that uh, they felt joy and they they wanted to reach out to their loved ones so we know this uh, the soul does have um the ability to see feel and to decide the spirit is is a part of the soul which is capable of prayer and capable of communion with god so there is this distinction many times we use the words interchangeably soul and spirit but the spirit very specifically is that most interior part of the human person where the spirit is the the part of the human person that is able to pray and is able to communion commune with god each of us are born with a desire for god because we came from god and we are destined to return to him and so we have a natural tendency to be dissatisfied with the things of this world and we seek him sometimes mistakenly in the wrong places and wrong wrong things but the only thing that can satisfy us fully is when we seek and we commune with god all the time we are seeking god out there but he is right here within us within our heart in the most interior part of our soul to speak with us the very step, first step in prayer is to acknowledge the need for 
a personal friendship with God. That is the very first step. Of course, God made the first decision to come towards us. God makes the call and he prompts us to uh, respond. But from our perspective, our first step in prayer is to acknowledge the need for that personal friendship with God and a decision to respond to the call of God to enter into a relationship with him through prayer. God always takes the initiative by inviting us to speak with him. And he does that through people, through the scripture, through the church, through the sacraments. But it requires the eyes of faith and the ears of faith to be able to hear his voice and to see God. We, for our part, need to trust and allow him to lead us to higher levels of holiness, which is attained only through cultivating the habit of prayer. Prayer is living in union with God, being aware of his presence each moment. It is allowing the union of our spirit with God's own spirit so we can share in the divine nature of God. And that's my reflection for today. I hope you all have a blessed day, everyone. And I'm looking forward to our part four uh, reflections and reading of the Compendium of the Catechism of the Catholic Church on the topic of prayer.